Welcome to the Wealthy Wednesday Show. I'm Lucy McMonaco. I am the host, and I am on a movement to create this world a better place. If you are listening to this, please make sure that you share this episode with your friends, your family, and your tribe, because together as a collaborative, we can all do our part to create conscious wealth, create conscious communities, and to make this world a better place. Stay tuned for our next featured guest. Hi, this is Lucy McMonagall, and you are listening to the Wealthy Wednesday Show. We are for empowering entrepreneurs and individuals that want to make an impact in the world and create a legacy. Today we have Morgan Lynn, and she is a renowned spiritual medium, psychic empath, clairvoyant, intuitive coach, ordained minister, paranormal investigator and a public author with a fiery gypsy soul and an eclectic approach to spirituality she supports the ever-evolving human with compassion and straightforwardness accountability today we are going to be talking about shadow work and if you're an empath and how does that work in your journey and what does it mean to be a spirited human so Welcome to the Wealthy Wednesday Show. Thank you, lovely. Thank you for having me. Wow, you you are so powerful, and you have been able to really start developing your gifts as a spiritual medium, a psychic, an empath, and a lot of individuals that are starting to quote unquote discover that they're sensitives or they're mm-hmm. um, they have these these senses or these natural gifts. Can you tell a little bit on how did you get to the point of where you feel safe to bring this out into the world? Mm. And then how did you start focusing on shadow work? Okay. Yeah. Actually, I, I noticed that I was able to feel things around me when I was around seven or eight years old. Um, and it's that classic story where I lived in a family and we didn't understand it. And so to survive, to get through those days, I just learned how to shut it down and, and mute it just to keep it away from me a little while so that I could live and, you know, quote unquote, be normal. Um, it was around 27, around uh, when my son was born, it started to just come back on. And luckily at that time, I was reading a little bit more of a spiritual kind of book and taking a few classes. So I had a little heads up about that, but it came on pretty fast, pretty hard. And I tried pushing it away for a really long time. I started hearing voices and my guides started coming in and I kept telling them, no, I don't want this. I don't want this. Leave me alone. Um, but finally I just surrendered. I I realized it wasn't going to go away. And so I, I went ahead and just, all right, fine. This isn't working. It's not going away. What do you want? And as soon as I gave into it, as soon as I just took a big breath and fine, everything started flowing and turning on. And um, it was remarkable how easy it was because I had always thought things like that were hard and and it would take a lot of work. Um, So once I went ahead and got out of my own way, it came on pretty fast. Now, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, wow. Yeah. 
So that doesn't mean that it's been easy. Um, you know, I think that any skill requires the practice and the time in and everything, of course, right? Um, where I feel like I was born empathic, I, through the years, have taught myself how to be clairvoyant and clairaudient. So I have a theory that everyone's intuitive and we all come in with our own style of magic, our own uh, abilities and, and talents, but you can learn the other things if you wanted to. And so there's um, room to grow. There's, there's, there's space to play and get to know who you are and then also practice who you want to be. That's so true. That's so true. And a lot of individuals who are starting to understand that, these, these voices, these angels, these guardians, and we're not a religious channel, but right. circumstances, um, they, the first thing that they, they do is they, they start wondering if, you know, maybe they're a little off, maybe they've got some chemicals off, yeah. and um, sometimes they, they try to figure it out on their own, and other times they, they try to find out, you know, what is this? Had, did you have any of those questions or did you seek um, alternative therapies or traditional therapies to make sure that maybe your chemicals weren't off or you yeah. more balanced? Yeah, I'm actually a huge fan of therapy when it's needed. And, you know, just full disclosure, being very uh, transparent, I've had three different therapists in my life coming out of the the trauma and abuse of childhood, I knew around um, probably 25, 26 that I couldn't do it by myself. I needed some support. So I had already been seeing a therapist around uh, that conversation. Then when my son was born, I was in the middle of taking meditation classes and finding other people, even though I didn't really have a lot of terminology to understand it, I still felt like I wanted to be around these people. So the more I um, started to turn on, so to speak, these beautiful people were helping me understand it. And so I felt nurtured and safe to explore. And um, it, it, it didn't go as bumpy as I thought it was going to be. And then I wanted to point out one thing that you said. One of the reasons I pushed the guides away for so long is because I misunderstood what they stood for. I thought that they were a representation of religion and they wanted me to be something. And at that time in my life, I was very resistant to any, any organized religion. And so one of the reasons I pushed them away for so long is because I thought they were coming to tell me I needed to join a church. And so what I learned over the years is that our angels and our guides are non-denominational. They don't, they don't require us to believe anything to work with them. They really just want to support us right where we are in whatever we believe. And so I think that's a very important key for people that are um, maybe misunderstanding what guides and angels represent, what they're standing for. So I always like making that point for them. And, and that's very important to make that point. And, it, and it's really good that, you know, you did check to make sure that you didn't have uh, a mental chemical imbalance. Yeah. Nice. And you started to you still find out that what you were hearing, what you were sensing, what you were being um, shown was for your better good. It wasn't mm -hmm. detrimental. It wasn't harmful. It wasn't um, a lot of inner people who who start out on this journey, sometimes they they get stuck between, 
you know, oh my gosh, um, they get paranoia. Sure. And so making sure that you, you do that is important. And then you specialize in this thing called shadow work. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about what is shadow work mm-hmm. and why do you enjoy it so much? Well, shadow work, in essence, is being the brave soul to walk up to the things that we would normally want to ignore about us. Um, And that is a a whole collection of of items, judgments, um, things that we're ashamed of, things that we're afraid other people are going to judge us for. And so rather than have those things on the surface and be called out for them, we've learned this stylized survival mode of being able to shove those things down to get them out of view and get them, I I call it putting it in the basement because it's an out of sight, out of mind kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. Now we learn that very early as children and on some level it is required for survival. We do need to get through the uh, situations that we are, are experiencing. But as adults, We may not necessarily still be in any kind of danger, but we have created this habit of just shoving things down into the basement. Now, over time, what happens is if you think about throwing your garbage in the basement of your home, eventually it'll start rotting. And then eventually it'll start rotting the foundation of your home. Yes. So as a body, as we collect this garbage, um, it starts to rot us and we start having ailments and issues and, and uh, diseases and things like that. And so my concept around that is let's go ahead and be brave enough to go ask these things what they need to feel at peace. And so the concept is actually quite simple, but it takes a lot of courage to do it. So not everyone is willing to do that by themselves. And so I provide them sort of a a guide through that process because it is uncomfortable. We've stored these things our entire lives. And so to fling open the doors and, and just say, okay, whatever's going to happen, just show me. We don't always do that. We're not, we're not very quick to go towards the uncomfortable things. We like to go away from the uncomfortable things. So my job is to walk them up to those wounds and walk them through the techniques and exercises to hear what's going on, to acknowledge what the wound has, and then be able to, to walk it. I call it wound care, to be able to give it its true care so that it can start healing and um, not keep festering. And that's really important to, to be able to, walk up to your wound and and instead of trying to hide it or or you know just rip open the doors right you actually start finding out what's the best way to manage this wound it is emotional wounds can be more devastating than physical wounds Mm -hmm. they last longer inside of us rather than you know you can scratch yourself and and if it gets infected you could put you know, antibiotics, ointments on it, and then it heals up. But if you, if you have an emotional wound, you just kind of put a Band-Aid on it, you stuff it in the basement, yes. it starts coming out and distort it in bizarre different ways. And, you know, there's been a lot of research done throughout the, the years where 
people who have had these quote unquote terminal illnesses Mm -hmm. have had miraculous recoveries when they've actually faced their demons, faced their wounds and been able to resolve those issues from inside them. Exactly. Exactly. And that's my whole concept is I'm such an efficient person. I have spent these 12 years. I was doing shadow work before I even realized that's what it was called. Um, This is new terminology for me this last, I don't know, five years or so. Um, I'm so efficient. I want to try and catch it as soon as possible. So I've learned the art of awareness to be able to feel the disruption in my body, maybe not in the moment I'm, I'm having that experience, but as soon as I can, so that I can clean it up before it actually grabs on and creates disruption. And I feel like, you know, if we could get efficient like that and get more proactive as opposed to reactive, then we have a better chance of not having these ailments later on in life. That's so true. That is absolutely so true. And you actually work a lot with empaths and individuals who may have taken on other people's stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, can you explain a little bit on, on how does that work and how would somebody even know if they're an empath? There, yes, empath conversations are one of my most favorite because when an empath, a natural born feeler, doesn't know they're an empath, they can have a lifelong disruption and disconnect from themselves. And so there's a term that is uh, used to describe empaths and they're called the psychic sponges. So they just collect and they can't help it. Now, at the surface of that, that feels like when you're in a crowded room and you're getting overwhelmed and you're feeling other people's emotions and, and you have a distinction that you know it's not yours, and then all of a sudden you just get overwhelmed. For empaths, they may not know how to monitor that. They may not know how to get it in check. Um, I work with them on a, a lot of a level to it, just the very foundation of getting the distinction of their own energy so that they know the difference when something foreign comes in. And so first you have to have that awareness of what is your energy. But for an empath, if you are collecting everyone, you get lost in it. You lose yourself in the mix. And it is, it's so uncomfortable for them. What will happen, generally what will happen for empaths is they start self-soothing. They start numbing out um, in whatever fashion works for them, whether it's shopping or food or alcohol or TV or anything that can help them disconnect from themselves because the knee-jerk reaction is to comfort. Well, these external self-soothers aren't necessarily helping because you're just checking out even further. And so what I try to do with empaths is, again, we go to the source. Instead of covering it up and ignoring it and trying to get away from it, we go to it. And we look at what is yours and what is not yours and already start like separating those energies from them. And then, of course, just education, piling on terminology and um, technique and tools just to how, how to keep yourself clear when you're having these overwhelmed moments in life. Wow. And can you give like a couple of different tips on how to, what, what I would term is decluttering mm-hmm. your empath abilities or decluttering your emotions compared to other people's emotions? 
The very, very first thing I ever tell anybody, and this is empaths, people doing shadow work, or just general, I want some support. Grounding and centering is the number one thing I tell every single person. It is one of the most simplest exercises we could do, but I think there's a program in humanity where we believe that when something is easy, it doesn't have value. Mm-hmm. And so because it's so easy, we don't do it because we're thinking, nah, that's not really helping. But grounding activates the root chakra. The root chakra oversees safety, security, and stability. So when an empath is grounded, they already have a, a sense of stability in their lives. And things can come at them, but it changes their frequency from more of a deflecting protective reactive mode to oh wow I feel that okay is that mine yada yada I think I can do something about this it changes everything in that mode centering Mm -hmm. connects your crown chakra to the spiritual side of things to the cosmic universal energies that opens up the empath to be able to take in the divine energy to be able to feed themselves the 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 fundamental base of an empath is they must be connected. We are connectors. We are at connected at the heart chakra. If you're overwhelmed and you're trying to get through your days, more than likely you're probably shutting it down. So when an empath is shutting down out of protection mode, yeah, they're shutting down with their people, but they're also shutting down from source. So centering realigns that connection feeds you, saturates you with this beautiful, perfect, trustworthy energy, and it gives the empath a sense of self. And those are the two strongest things anybody in this world could do for themselves, but that's how it supports the empath. Well, and that's really powerful in being able to ground. And and when you say ground, Mm -hmm. um, and we only have a few more minutes before we need to say our farewells, you actually mean, like some of the ways that I ground is, is I actually go outside, I walk in the grass barefoot, or I sit on the ground, or I imagine myself having tree roots and the roots going down to the center of the earth. And then I imagine a, a beautiful light, a powerful light coming through my top and down into the earth. Yeah. So that's open to source, and then I'm grounded. Yeah. Um, some individuals who are watching this may not know what these terms are. Mm-hmm. And um, real quickly, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about spirited human. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you? And then... Um, you have a free gift that you're going to be given our audience. Okay. Yeah. The spirited human is, um, it's my first book. I'm so excited that it's finally out. It took me six years to birth this thing. So I'm really happy that it's done. But the idea behind the spirited human is it's that brave soul that's willing to charge forward into these conversations. Um, spirited is being that brave person that's willing to ask the bigger questions and willing to look at the things that need to be looked at. And so the whole concept of the book is breadcrumbs and tools and techniques on walking a person through those processes. I feel that every human is the same on that level, regardless of our beliefs, regardless of any affiliation we have in in human clubs, social orders, we're all designed the same way. We, We have a vehicle that needs maintenance. And so the spirited human 
is a step-by-step process of how to keep your vehicle running properly so that you have alignment and connection and fluidity in your life. Wow. And, and the na- so that the spirited human is the name of your book? It is. All right. And individuals, if they're curious, they can get that on Amazon or is it on your website? Where can they get Spirited Human? Yeah, it's available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. And then if they wanted an actual autographed copy, they would just contact me and we'd set that up. And how would they do that? My website, MorganLynn.com, is probably the best central hub of information. And there's information about the book and little excerpts on what it's about and, and then a direct link on how to, how to contact me for it. All right. And that's M-O-R-R-I-G-H-A-N. Then it's L-Y-N-N-E.com. Correct. Fabulous. And then you had a free gift for the individuals who are listening to the Wealthy Wednesday show. I do. If there's anyone out there that there's this beautiful feeling that we have when we know we're ready, but we don't know what to do. It's this feeling of, I know I need something, but I don't know what it is. There is a consultation link on my website. It's a complimentary 45 minute conversation with me. And we talk about what you have in mind, your goals, your desires, what you would like to have in life moving forward. And then we talk about what your pitfalls are, like where you feel like you slip and where do you feel like things get kind of muddy and and there's lack of clarity. And regardless if you decide to work with me on that, that conversation is for you. Um, I already start getting information from my guides on what might support you and where you might want to look and, and some tips and techniques on how to get into that alignment. So that conversation is complimentary. And then we just kind of go where you need to go. Um, all of my work is based on the highest good. So I'm not driving your soul, your wisdom is driving and we just listen and we go where it needs to go. Wow. That is really, really generous. And I want to thank you for being a guest on the Wealthy Wednesday show. I'm, I'm so excited that you have shared your wisdom, you've shared your book, uh, Spirited Human, and you've shared a little bit about shadow work, empaths, and, and how individuals can take steps to ground and be connected so that they're not overwhelmed and feeling overloaded. Right. Yeah, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for you. I'm so glad we met. And thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. So I'd like to thank my audience for listening to the Wealthy Wednesday show. I'm Lucy McMonagle. If you need to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, Lucy, L-U-C-I, McMonagle, M-C-M-O-N-A-G-L-E.com. And I'd be more than happy to... um, collaborate with you, talk with you, and find out if maybe you might want to be a guest on the Wealthy Wednesday show. And also, if you would like a certain topic, a certain author, a certain person that you want me to interview, if you introduce me to them, I'd be more than happy to have them on the Wealthy Wednesday show. So until next week, abundant blessings. Are you ready to change your money flow? Would you like to get beyond the six figures that you keep bumping up against? Well, let me tell you, my book, Magical Money Manifestations, is going to help you create 
money manifestations on autopilot so that you will have more money, more freedom, and more joy in your life. Go to MagicalMoneyManifestations.com to find out more information. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Wealthy Wednesday Show. I'm your host, Lucy McMonagle, and I'd really appreciate it if you would share this with your friends, your family, your tribe, and let other people know that the Wealthy Wednesday Show is creating a movement to make this world a better place, and we rely on you to get the word out so that we can create mass influence. So until next time, abundant blessings.